1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on mixlr.com backslash wake of call DT, the two places where you're tuning into the broadcast on internet streaming radio. And we are live on video on Facebook.com backslash live now DT. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to eleven AM Eastern Time. The gentleman that is on the broadcast with us right now is somebody that I had interviewed years ago after a conference USA championship. It's the first time I was ever on site at UCF for a football game. And they won that game, and I had the opportunity to speak with that t- at that time, uh, head coach George O'Leary, as well as Central New York native Latavius Murray. And I would go on to spend a lot of time with George O'Leary as he joined the American Athletic Conference, and now uh, got to meet face to face Latavius when he came to an SU game this past season. But this is this has been a huge honor and uh, something that has always meant the world to me because he came from our community. He has been so successful in the NFL and has obviously did a lot of great things in college at UCF so without further ado I am so honored and uh, and so thankful today for Latavius to spend a few minutes with us so with that being said Latavius I know you didn't know that but I mean I've been waiting a long time since that Conference USA Championship to get you on the show so I'm happy to have you.
0: Yeah I'm sorry but sorry it took so long it's been uh it's been a while definitely but um your words, I appreciate, and uh, you know, and I'm happy to uh,
1: to be having this interview with you. So, and, and I appreciate that very much, and I thank you for that, Latavius. I mean, you grew up in, in Onondaga County. You know, you're a Central New York native, so uh, bring me into that. You know, for people that don't know about, uh, you know, your connection to this community, because you have gone so far and all across the country since then, so bring me back to the days where you were in Central New York.
0: So, yeah, when I, when I, when I was three years old, um, my mom... My brother and I moved to uh, upstate, um, specifically at the time, Camillus, um, because we lived with my grandparents initially before my mom got her own place. So, you know, the first stop was Camillus. That's where we settled in the minute we uh, moved to New York and then uh, and then kind of bounced around, you know, south side of Syracuse. um uh, Onondaga Hill uh, the valley um and then finally in Nedro and so um you know it, it had been a a journey a bit of bouncing around but um it, it was it's, it's all I know so you know when people ask me where I'm from you know I say upstate because as you know as a three-year-old kid that's you know all my memories um pretty much were made there. So um, it's home. It, it means everything to me and um, and everything that I've done, everything I've accomplished and everything I am. Um, you know, I give a lot of credit to the community that I was brought up in.
1: And, and when you say that, I mean, obviously, uh, so many big things. And like you said, every, everything you are, everything you've done, you, you credit it back to Central New York. What can you say about you know, the, the impression that it's left on you or what it's done for you to connect everything back to central New York is, is a huge compliment to to central New York. So I guess what I'm asking you is, is why does central New York, in your opinion, deserve to have that compliment?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I just, uh, as I look back at just growing up in, uh, in upstate New York, um, I, I had a, I had a lot of good memories. I had a, I had some great times and I, I mean obviously it, I had some bad times as well that um, you know that I maybe which could go differently but if you look at how things have turned out for me I can't complain um, not one bit but um, it was just a, a great place I feel for me to, um, to be brought up and to be to be raised and you see a lot of blue-collar workers, and and at the time, I didn't know that, living and growing up in that environment, but looking back at it now, and going back to visit, it's a blue-collar community, everyone works hard, um, you know, nobody has their hand out, and uh, and I disrespect that a lot, um, and again, I think it's a part of who I am, because I've, you know, I've worked hard for, you know, everything that I've accomplished and I was raised that way way and, and, and to, to be brought up in a community that, you know, values that, that kind of, you know, uh, hard work. Um, I think that's been instilled in me. So, so I credit those kind of things to that and growing up in that community because of, um, because of those kind of values. And, and, and again, I truly believe you know, there's a there's a part of me that feels it's it's a reason why I've been the person that I am and had the
1: success that I've had. That coming here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios with Latavius Murray. Uh, Latavius, I, I spoke with uh, as I had mentioned before. I sat down with George O'Leary a, a few years back in Rhode Island at uh, the American Athletic Conference uh, summer kickoff. And him and I were, you know, we, we spent some time talking about a lot of different things with UCF history. And then we had a uh, another conversation on the phone. And the conversation on the phone went back to Syracuse and his time at Syracuse and his connection to the community. And he said, well, you know, Latavius almost uh, almost played at Syracuse. And I was like, no way. And he's like, no, no, no. He, he almost played at Syracuse. He's like, and this is what he said to me. He said, I called Doug Marone. And I said to Doug, you know, Latavius is kind of homesick. I think he wants to come home and play for you. And he said, Doug thought that I was kidding. He couldn't believe that it was true. He thought that there was. He thought I was pulling his leg. And he and he hung the phone up. Bring me, bring, bring me into this. I mean, did you actually think about leaving UCF and coming back to Syracuse? And did Doug Marone actually hang the phone up on George O'Leary? Listen,
0: I think um, there, there was there there's a mutual respect respect between doug and uh and georgia Leary, and um georgia leary's a mentor to doug and so i believe that doug for one didn't want to step on toes and i'm sure you know maybe hearing about the the the, the local kid wanting to come back i don't know if he believed or not but i i, I even had a conversation with uh coach beheim about this and he had heard that i was uh because it was in the paper. Then you he had heard that I was coming back or trying to come back. Um, I was rehabbing uh, at the time with uh, Brad Pike, who had, uh, who had a small office out in East Syracuse. And obviously, Brad is the trainer at Syracuse. Now the head athletic trainer over all sports at Syracuse. So um, a lot of connection there. And uh, and I remember going into Coach Marone's office and uh he's trying to get into his office is just telling him, you know, I wanted to come back home and, and, uh, and, and play for Syracuse. And I think when it all came down to it, it was just, he had a lot of respect for coach O'Leary. Um, I didn't think he wanted to step on anyone's toes. Um, and, and didn't work. It didn't
1: work out. And I I asked O'Leary, begged, had to beg in a sense to
0: return back to UCF. And, uh, and again, um, I've benefited from that, so I can't complain.
1: You know, we, we look we look back at this, and we look back at, you know, your time at, at UCF, and like I said, I got to, you know, speak with you and, and talk about your successes uh, when you had it. But, you know, we're looking at, you know, the, the time that you played there, and, you know, two seasons where you had double-digit rushing touchdowns, and then uh, obviously uh, by far your best season, your final season there in 2012 where you had 198 attempts for over 1100 yards, almost 6 yards a carry, 15 touchdowns and over 1300 yards from scrimmage. You, just what you can say and 19 total touchdowns that season with four receiving. Bring me into your time at UCF and what you took away from it and 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 why that final season for you was the season that finally, you know, sparked that, you know, over 1000-yard rushing and, and you know just everything you're able to do I mean you obviously left them at your highest point when you went on to the NFL yeah
0: you, you know UCF was um, I can even I mean just speaking about that situation we just mentioned wanted to leave so obviously you know early on especially going through injury I was I was kind of in a um, vulnerable place and, and 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 hadn't matured yet and um, and so if I just look back at my UCF career and my time there, I I, I grew a lot as a, as a person, as a man, and I think that's the biggest thing that I'll take from that is how I was able to grow as a person. And um, um, but obviously athletically, I did the same as well. Once I got hurt, I was I moved positions. Um, I was playing fullback and tight end and. Uh, All things honestly, I did not want to do, but it uh, it tested me, you know, it 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 challenged me, and uh, but I think that made me better because I was able to learn about another position, so it helped me understand the game a little bit better. Um, but you know, once I got over kind of that and was able to get another chance and you know, become a starter and and, and do good things, uh, I think I just took that and ran with it and just, you know, was focused on um, really giving my dream, giving my shot, um, you know, every every bit of my attention. And I was able to do that, and, 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 and you know, that was the best time of my life.
1: Speaking here with, with Latavius Murray. Latavius, I mean, you being down with UCF and being a part of their history, I mean, I've covered UCF for the last... Uh, seven years inside of the American and obviously uh, spent some time before they joined that when I was out there for the Conference USA Championship game. What can you say about UCF? Because this campus has consistently grown, one of the three biggest in the country, and maybe the biggest now with uh, with downtown, uh, you know, with, with a uh, extension downtown in Orlando. But, you know, what can you say about about UCF because they they claimed a national championship a couple years ago some people loved it some people hated it I don't think they get the respect they deserve I think Josh Heupel has been a good coach I think Scott Frost is a good coach I have a lot of respect for George O'Leary you know you played at UCF you're an alum there so I know that that's in your blood Uh, give me your thoughts on UCF with knowing that whether whether people like it or not the world seems to have an opinion about UCF.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, well, I think you know it's about building, uh, building tradition, and I think we're continuing to do that. Um, if you look at um, obviously your historical schools and um, that's what they have over UCF. It's just tradition, and I think we're continuing to build that. But what we are doing maybe better than some of those other schools and, you know, those power, those, those power five schools, um, we've been winning and, you know, that goes without, you know, that goes without being said, you, you, winning is the, is the product you, you have to produce. And we've done that over the past years. And when I decided to go to UCF, everything you mentioned, and you talked about, I went there with the, with the, with the, with the vision in mind to create um to make history and I was able to do that and I'm sure every kid that came after me had that vision and they've definitely done that more so than I have um and so that's what it's about I think uh, I never really worried about the outside kind of I'm sure that those kids have to deal with it more going undefeated um the national title deal um, I'm sure they had to deal with it a lot more than than I did, especially now this day and age in social media. But we just worried about winning. We worried about you know making history, but we knew where that had to be done, and that was the work we put in. So I would just say, you know, for everyone that's involved now there at UCF and everyone else around watching, just just take notes and and, and just watch the the what we produce, and and I hope that takes care of itself.
1: Uh, coming from Latavius. Murray, Latavius, you went on from UCF to obviously go on to the NFL. You played six seasons so far. You you got another one coming up. Tell me, you know, to kind of start from the beginning, your first three years uh, of, of your time in the NFL in Oakland, uh, your 1,000-yard season coming in 2015-16 in Oakland, uh, what did you take away from being a part of the uh, Raiders franchise and, and just what you learned from being there for a few years?
0: Yeah, so it was um... – I mean, I was I was best I was blessed to to be drafted by uh, an organization with so much history, uh, so many great players that's come through that organization, coaches that's come through that organization. Just that that's you know obviously one of the the most profound organizations there is in football, and so um, just very very cool to be a part of that and. And, uh, and for us to kind of revive that organization, um, was another cool thing to be a part of, um, you know, making the playoffs for the first time in some years and and just the success we had as a team. Um, and so, you know, I'm grateful for that opportunity and, and to play in front of those kind of fans, passionate, you know, the black hole, man, all that, all that stuff was, you know, I was, I was, I was spoiled, um. You know, as a as a rookie in those first few years, I was spoiled to uh, to be a part of you know that kind of uh, environment and uh, organization and fan base.
1: Can you compare the Raiders fans to any other fans in the world? Um, <laughs> I, no, you can't. You can't,
0: and uh, they're they're just different. But I, I can say that in the sense of Minnesota fans are different from. Oakland fans and, and, and Saints fans are different from both of those, you know. So, um, it wouldn't be fair to say that 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 there are fans anywhere like them.
1: For you to be a part of that franchise and, and obviously be in Oakland with that franchise, knowing that they're moving to Las Vegas, even though you don't play on the team anymore, do you feel a, a sadness or... You know, uh, do, do you feel bad for that community that Oakland is losing the franchise?
0: 100%. 100%. I, I, feel, I feel terrible because Oakland is I, – I had a, a great time living there, playing there. I had a great time, and I, I think about it often still. Um, the city of Oakland, the Bay Area, it was It was everything. To me, and and, and again, I, I say I was I was lucky, I was fortunate for that to be a place to call home for four years. Um, you know, right out of college, I left from Florida and went to California. So you know, I, how can I complain? And and uh, and so, you know, I feel terrible for the city of Oakland and you know all the Oakland fans and the even surrounding areas. Um, that what that Sunday meant to them to be able to come and watch a game. And, uh, and so, um, and I would just hope that they still are able to, uh, make that trip to Nevada and, uh, and, you know, and I'm excited, I'm sure for those, those Raider fans that are in the Nevada area and uh, those surrounding areas that it's now a little bit easier to see those games. So it's, uh, it's definitely a tough situation for the city of Oakland, but I'm sure the Raider fans in Nevada, um, you know, we're we're we we're itching for uh, this this thing
1: to happen. That yeah, coming from Latavius Murray. Uh, Latavius, we have somebody that's uh, watching the live feed. Uh Larissa Fitzgibbons from OCS, you says that she is your top fan and not only is she in the community, but she's connected to OCS as well.
0: Uh, tell Marissa I say what's up.
1: Oh yeah. Is, uh, yeah, is, uh, yeah, Larissa Larissa's is, loving it, so
0: she's a big supporter and uh I've always appreciated her. Matter of fact, she believe she came to um, Pittsburgh game uh, a few years back when I was with Oakland. Yeah, I believe or no Minnesota, Minnesota. So um, yeah, OCS, and uh, that's definitely a shout out to OCS. Would would not be anywhere without OCS.
1: And you you brought up you brought up Minnesota. Tell me about the Vikings. What was that organization like? What did you Learn from uh, from being there. I mean, obviously, they've had a history of having uh, some good running backs come through. Well, one of the one of the guys, uh, most notable Robert Smith, has has been on the show before. Uh, what can you tell me about your time in Minnesota? It was, um,
0: you know, it was it was great. It was, uh, you know, for me to play somewhere. Obviously, being in Oakland for years, and then to move on to another city and and play um, in front of a, a great fan base um, and play for a great organization. And I just mean that from top to bottom, the team, the locker room, the organization—you um, know—it was—it uh, was—it was top of the line. And uh, and my time there in Minnesota was uh, was one I'll never forget. Almost getting to the Super Bowl, losing to Philadelphia, the Super Bowl champs that year in the NFC champ, uh, Championship game. Um, my son uh was born there in minnesota so it minnesota will forever hold a special place in my heart um and uh yeah and i, I, I can't say nothing but great things about uh the state and uh, the city and uh, the organization
1: latavius uh tell me about the the minnesota miracle because you got to be on the field you got to be there for that and, and unfortunately uh, the man, Stefan Diggs, is uh, is now in Buffalo. So, I mean, obviously the NFL, as you know, is a business. There's there's changes that happen. But there was a time not too long ago where you were itching at uh, at that opportunity and close to the opportunity of the Super Bowl, like you mentioned, and the Minnesota miracle happened, and, and Stefan Diggs did his thing. Bring me into to being a part of that locker room, that field, that moment. It's got to be pretty special.
0: Yeah, that was uh... – that was, you know, the craziest, you know, play and, and moment in sports that I've ever uh, been a part of. And um, and so being on that field at that time, again, I think just uh, I, I was just as, you know, <laughs> shocked and, and uh, you know, in disbelief probably as everybody else was watching, to be honest. Um, not to say I didn't believe, but um it's just you know the, the, the chances of the, of that that happening uh, I would assume are really slim if you look at it but uh but it happened you know and, and, and things like that do happen and for us to be on the side of it the winning side of it man it was it was special um I'll never forget I didn't sleep that night my, my adrenaline was through the roof and' I've never been that way ever after a game and uh, couldn't sleep. Uh, was excited that we were moving on, and, and just really thought that you know that that play was probably the start of uh, you know our our <laughs> our Super Bowl one a, a run a small Super
1: Bowl run, but um, you know God had other plans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, like you said, Philadelphia moved forward. I, I spent some time with Nick Foles down in Jacksonville. Uh, I've covered them uh, on site, on location for the better part of the last eleven years. What can you tell me about Nick Foles? I know it's not you know, something that you like to look back on as Philadelphia move forward to the Super Bowl, but, you know, that Philly team and and then, you know, what he did specifically because, you know, you've had to play uh, backup before. You, you've you had to be number two on the depth chart. He's had to do that as well. Uh, what can you tell me about watching a guy like Nick Foles not only fill in for Carson Wentz, but to turn around and win a Super Bowl and catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl as well? Yeah, that
0: was, uh, it, was it was a special... Um, that was a special year, I'm sure, for that team. That's, you know, I, you know. But what what Nick was able to do, um, I have nothing but respect for him and um, how he handled uh, that situation uh, prior to um, Carson getting injured, and then after Carson getting injured, and um, and so it, I just got a lot of respect for the guy and what he was able to do and accomplish that year. Um, you know, the best, you know. However, you want to put it, you know, the best team won, and obviously they showed that and proved that the next game. So, um, nothing but respect for him and what he's been able to do, and and I wish him nothing but the best. I know he's moving on to another team. So,
1: well, you know, and Latavius, I mean, I think you got a pretty good consolation prize because, uh, granted, you didn't you didn't win the Super Bowl when you're on Minnesota, but then you you came to New Orleans to play with some guy that I believe his name is Drew Brees. And uh, I heard he—I heard he's pretty good at football. So, uh, what can you tell me about being on a team with Drew Brees, and uh, and obviously uh, somebody who just signed an extension to continue to be your quarterback?
0: Yes, um, it's been an honor to play with um, a quarterback like Drew. Um, obviously, what he's been able to accomplish—Super Bowl champ, um, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. Um, you know his. Uh, his play all those things speak for itself. Um, but you know, just to be able to play alongside of him, be in a locker room with him, um, learn from him, um, study the way he approaches the game. All that's been, uh, you know, I think, uh, it's been priceless. So, um, you know, I'm just hoping to, you know, go out the right way. Um, or send him off the right way. Let's put it that way. Um, before um, he, uh, he he decides to call it quits,
1: can you know? In your opinion, he's got a couple seasons at least left, and you got a few seasons on your contract with the Saints. Do you? I mean, I know that it might sound like a crazy question because if you didn't believe, you know, I mean, you got to believe whatever team you're on. But trying to look at this from the outside, looking in as best as you can, and being critical of it. Do the New Orleans Saints have enough to make a run for a Super Bowl, in your opinion, while Drew is still there? No, without a doubt.
0: Without a doubt. I think if you look at what we were able to do last year, Teddy stepping in and, you know, for us to go undefeated with Teddy at quarterback, um, I think we got more than enough. Um,
1: You know, I think it just comes down to... um, you know,
0: just figuring out how uh, probably everyone individually can can give that last uh, that last one percent uh, collectively to uh, to be that much better and to separate ourselves from from every other team that's uh, going after the same thing we're going after. And so I'm excited when that opportunity comes to get back to work with the team and and uh, and, and and commit to something. Um, there's nothing better than that.
1: I think you being on the team, Latavius, it puts you in a great position to answer some questions people are trying to answer around the country. Is Michael Thomas the best fantasy football wide receiver in the nation? (laughs) I think so. Um,
0: I think so. I I mean, because just, you know, when playing with him, I guess you, you, you know, it's funny because we don't go into a game, you know, you don't almost feel like you're going into a game playing, and it's, you know, you know Michael Thomas this, Michael Thomas that, right? I, I just – I think he's just a person that's going to catch the ball when it's thrown to him, he's going to find a way to get open, and he's going to make plays. And, uh, and I think that's just special. And for him to do that week in and week out, um, and for teams I'm sure to know that he's the go-to guy, um, I think that says a lot about him and what he's able to do. Um, and how special of a player he is. So, um, and, but it's guys like that that uh, um, you know. Well, I believe we do have a really good chance of of uh, going to get what we all want.
1: The the franchise tag. You don't have it. You got a you got a long contract with the Saints. If you were the NFL and you were in the front office right now, would you keep the franchise tag or would you get rid of it? Because it's a lot of money for one year for a player but you are a player in the NFL and it seems like many players, the overwhelming majority don't like the franchise tag. So what would you do with it if you had a choice? (laughs)
0: I think you're asking from two different ends of the spectrum, but uh, obviously for general managers that, uh, that franchise tag can help them tremendously. Um, But if you're looking at it from a player in which I am, then um, I would love to do without it. Uh, it hinders a, a player from being able to get a contract that he uh, that he wants and deserves um, for his play up until that point.
1: That's fair enough, and I like that answer. A regular season is going to be extended for a game. You are a player in the NFL. You know the wear and tear on your body. Uh, good or bad that we're going to have another regular season game?
0: You know, I, 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 I voted against it. So, um, but look, I'm going to line up and I'm going to give everything I got. Um, but when it comes down to those things, I just would hope that, uh, the players that are involved and the players that it affects are, uh, that their voices are heard and their, um, their opinions matter when those decisions are being made.
1: We're going to have one more team on each side in the playoffs instead of 6 in the AFC and 6 in the NFC we'll now have 7 apiece the second team will not have a bye anymore only the top seed in the AFC and NFC will have a bye everybody else will have to play agree or disagree like or dislike adding a team adding a team on both sides for the playoffs and taking away a first round bye for the second seed
0: yeah i think um I don't know. Look, I thought the playoffs, the, the you know, playoffs are hard enough already. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard to win games. So, um, it's, 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 there's, there is, when, when you, so you understand there's more games and more games means more money. And I'm not afraid to say that. And that's just what it is. And so another playoff game equals more money and that's plain and simple. So, um, Again, I'm going to line up and I'm going to compete because, uh, you know, I won't let any rule changes or um, league changes stand in the way of what I want and that's winning the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, coming from Latavius Murray. Latavius, uh, really quick here. We do a thing called Rapid Fire on the show. It allows you to do something that I'm sure you probably almost never get to do, which is to be the interviewer. I've asked you a lot of questions. When we play rapid fire, I can ask you anything. You can ask me anything, but you can put me on the hot seat. So are you ready to play rapid fire? And as a player who always gets interviewed in locker room, are you ready to ask the questions? I think I, I, need, I need to come up with the questions right now. Yeah, it's in the moment. I, I, I'll, I'll start so that you can get a feel for it, but we're going to go back and forth. All right. Okay. So my, my first question for you, Latavius is, and I try to stay away from football as much as I can because we talked about it, but it's a little bit different because it's fantasy. Why should, I, I run a bunch of fantasy leagues in central New York, and I actually want run one right out of Orlando as well in that uh, central Florida area. Why should fantasy owners draft Elvin Kamara and Latavius Murray? <laughs>
0: um, well, I guess when he ain't doing his thing, I'll be doing
1: my thing. Okay, fair enough. I like that short and sweet. What's your first one for me? Um, let's see. Where'd you grow up? I grew up uh, right to, in Central New York, uh, right on the north side, uh, about ten minutes from the Dome. And uh, I moved down to I moved to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Then moved, worked at ESPN, came back here, worked at ESPN, went down to Orlando, worked at ESPN, and, and came back to. Syracuse so uh, I found my way back home but I uh I was born and raised right down the road from where you were as well so nice my my next one for you Latavius Mm, let me think here what can I ask you if you weren't okay when your NFL career is done what's the next thing what is what is the next chapter of Latavius Murray's life hmm
0: you know I don't I don't. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Right now, I'm finishing up school. Uh, was supposed to graduate uh, next month from uh, SU and uh, with my masters. And um, so I just been thinking. I've Just been kind of thinking on that and 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 uh, trying to get out and about and see exactly what my other interests are outside of football. So I'm gonna put you on the hot seat
1: and okay. ask
0: you the same question.
1: After, after, after my time in the NFL, uh, <laughs> just, I, oh. I can't, no, I'm kidding. After what broadcasting.
0: Or, or what other career would you be doing if you weren't, uh.
1: Well, they, it, uh, I've thought about weren't. that a lot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I've, I've thought about that a lot and, uh, I actually talked about it yesterday. And I think, uh, I, I think for me, there's a lot of things that I've loved to do even before, uh, before, uh, talking about sports and whatnot and, um, one thing I've done my whole life is uh, is, is sing and actually write music, so I'd like to work in and I've and I've created beats before, so I'd like to kind of be in a studio, uh, producing something, maybe get to sing on a track or two, but I'd like to make music and then I would say stand up comedy. I've been able to act before, so I would probably do some of that as well. So you know, I'm gonna have I, I got I got a few things I gotta do, Latavius, before I'm done here. I like it. My, my next one for you Latavius should professional athletes take to social media to air their dirty laundry
0: definitely not definitely not I think social media is a uh, social media is uh, social media should be the last place to air dirty laundry or it should be the last place to um, reveal emotions and beliefs and all that, right? I and, I, and let me. I'm gonna. am gonna tell you why because I think uh, a lot of people aren't uh, aren't very comfortable with um, themselves and they're not confident in uh, themselves, and so I think uh, social media is a is a place to maybe post what. You want to be, or what you maybe think you believe in, or want to believe in, or what you think you want to show, or what you would like to show. But it's it's there's a problem that's not getting to the root of who people really are, and um, and I have a big problem with that. So I think before people post anything, before airing out your dirty laundry, why don't you get it figured out, get to the root of it, get to the bottom of it, and before you post. Pictures, quotes, all these kind of things. Figure out who you are, and what kind of person you are, and what you like, and what you want to show people um, before you put that out into the world.
1: Couldn't ask for a better answer than that, and I, I respect that, and I appreciate that. What's your next one for me?
0: Um, who's your favorite football team? NFL.
1: The since 1995 when they I wanted my own team so Jacksonville has been my favorite since day zero and and uh, it's tough it's it's tough Latavius right now there's been a lot of uh, they got to get this draft right they got 12 picks right now yeah so
0: so, I'll give you uh, one last more you may find this interesting so Jacksonville was my favorite team
1: growing up all the way up in Syracuse believe it or not. And I wore the number twenty eight because of Fred Taylor. Yeah. And uh, so,
0: so that's how it all started, right
1: there. <laughs> well, and, and the thing that's awesome is that I actually have a I have I have Fred Taylor stuff in my studio right now. I have uh, a signed Fred Taylor uh, picture in here. I got Jaguar stuff all over the place, and because I've been a fan. So crazy how you and I didn't cross paths more. We were both Jacksonville fans in Central New York, which makes no logical sense. There's four of us, and and not only that, but uh, that Fred Taylor was your favorite, and that's why you were 28. Because to this day, Fred Taylor is still the person that I loved watching the most, and I will never forget the last game for Dan Marino when Fred Taylor ran all over the place and they won like 62 to seven or something like that. So. I, it's it's very cool and a very interesting, Latavius. That we have connections to Central New York, Orlando, and Jacksonville. So, uh, if you would like to, I'd love to have you back, and, and hopefully we can uh, do this do this uh, in a short while. And instead of waiting a, a few years, because the last time we waited, your team changed conferences. So it's been, it's been a long time, Latavius.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll make sure it's uh it's not that huge gap next time for sure.
1: And I think we need to uh, give a shout out to the Papaleo family. Is that fair enough too? Should we do that?
0: Uh, huge shout out to the Papaleo family. My best friend Elise, her husband LJ, um, and their little ones um, sitting at home. I hope they're safe. I love them. Um, I miss them, and I hope to see them all soon.
1: And coming to you from Latavius Murray. Latavius, it was worth the wait. I look forward to keeping in touch with you and talking with you soon. Thank you for being so down to earth and humble and God bless to you and your family. And please stay safe. Okay. Thank you, man. God bless you. All right. Take care. Right. That coming from Latavius Murray here on wake up call with Dan Tortora. And I, uh, I am so very much uh, appreciative of that. That was, I mean, I've been waiting to have Latavius on this show. I can't tell you, I can't, well, how many years, eight, eight years have I been, it's been, yeah, it's been like eight years that I've waited to have him on the show and patiently trying to do it. So shout out to the Papaleo family and, uh, and to all that they do to support me and support Latavius and, and all those good things. So yeah, big shout out to Elise and LJ and Joe and the whole family on both sides. And of course, you know, to the, uh, the little ones at home and I hope you're all safe and sound and I hope LJ is rehabbing well right now as I know he, uh, he had an injury that happened a few months ago and normally him and I get to see each other so I hope he's doing better and hope things are going okay.